0: oh <laughs> Denton! i'm recording now i'm gonna have to oh. edit that out <laughs> or i won't and then people can just hear you make a fool of yourself just kidding. i had a message
1: that came across my screen to let me know when you started recording so i
0: was reading <laughs> Hel- <about that. laughs> hello everybody <laughs> welcome to the shit show welcome back to remarkably us the podcast i'm your host shelly Rohn sober gal living in Southern California, navigating the ins and outs of life. Um, let's just jump right the frick into it. So today I'm joined, oh my gosh, this is the third time that you've sat with me, right? Yeah, because um, we did one in Montana and one um, on Zoom. So today I'm yeah. sitting down again with my brother, Denton Rohn. And- the record show, I'm standing up. <laughs> I'm sitting, he's standing. Uh, and if you haven't listened to the other two episodes with Denton, Denton is a staff sergeant in the Army. He is, are you still an M1 tank commander?
1: Uh, yep, and a platoon sergeant.
0: And a platoon sergeant. He is also a qualified airborne ranger and a company master fitness trainer. Is that all still accurate? Yep. <laughs> okay. So <Yes>. Denton <laughs> is in... Texas right now because he is prepping for a deployment and so we are I wanted to snag you while I could and sit and have a conversation with you because the other day we were talking about stuff and I just was like this is I'm I want to actually record this and and put it on let everyone else listen to the wonderful conversations that we have so today I want to just I kind of am going to do like just a little check-in, a little Shell and Denton check-in, how the hell we have been doing and what we've been doing. And then I want to talk about me <laughs> and, <Weird. laughs> and kind of like what, where I'm at right now with my career and my life and, and kind of what we were talking about in, in regards to being a young leader and all of that. Um, so let's just jump into it. But first of all, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling
1: great. I love Texas so much. It's just uh, such a great state, especially a military bases on Texas. <laughs> I mean, I got a massage this morning. I'm at <laughs> Starbucks. I think I, I joined a roller skating, uh, um, you know, thing it's, it's just amazing.
2: Well, okay. <laughs> well, I'm doing great
0: lovely you're doing, I'm doing great are I, you excited uh, is, for your deployment are you excited to kind of get out of there
1: I'm very excited yeah we we keep getting pushed to the right because of uh COVID quarantine so my my body decided to actually uh get COVID or at the worst possible time so mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's great but I'm excited to get out of here this is uh, the crappy part of the job. You get, you know, join the military and you get to, you get to do a bunch of cool stuff, but then you also get to do a bunch of not so fun stuff. And this is what I would classify as the not so fun stuff. It's just the sitting and the waiting to go and, and the training. But, yeah, yeah. It could be a lot worse. We're in, we're in barracks. We're, I mean, they're, they're, they're keeping us, we're in the BOQ. They're keeping us uh, fed and rested. I'm just, I'm excited to get, get over there and get it done so I can come home.
0: Yeah. well that's awesome um I know you weren't gonna ask me but I'm feeling great
1: (laughs) oh my gosh Shelly how are you feeling
0: (laughs) thanks um I'm feeling good I am looking
1: so rested did you take a nap today
2: (laughs) I did
0: (laughs) I got a solid nap in and it was I needed it I was I was out a little late last night and so I'm just was I was tired so I anyway. Give me the tea. What was it like? <laughs> That's not for this episode. Oh, um okay. so yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm tired and work has been so crazy for me lately. I'm just like really r- and moving as like I'm narrowing down into the last ten days of this move. And so that like I'm just my mind is jumbled. I'm all over the place. So it's just I'm yeah, you a just little to, tired. you
1: just got to another promotion
0: yes I did but before we get into that thank you I know I was gonna tell everyone (laughs) but before we get into that I wanted to tell you if remind you if you didn't know that today is dad's birthday it is did you remember that
1: (laughs) I I journaled it this morning actually
0: don't don't knock on journaling because you know I I I
1: literally got a I was given a journal before uh during my little going away party in Lolo and I've actually been using it.
0: Have you really? And how, what are you, how are you feeling about that?
1: I mean, it's, it's, it's it's helps me remember. It's, it's good for a motivational piece um, because typically I'll journal in the morning or at night. And if I journal at night, it's about that day. If it's, if it's in the morning, it's about what happened the day prior. And so it's a good snapshot to kind of, um, remind myself what I did, or so it's it's half agenda, but also half um, something that you know I can look back on you know down the road. Uh, I don't get into the emotional aspects of it as much as what I just use it as a tool to remind myself what I didn't do or what I did do the day before, so that I can I can structure my current day.
0: So you were using a journal as a planner,
1: essentially. But it's also <laughs> I will also like. I will also um, put things in there like it was dad's birthday. I don't, I don't put in there how I feel about that. I don't, yeah. I don't really feel that's not something that the emotional feelings part isn't something that I can see myself looking back on having utilization with in the right. future, but like, I, I know I can assume how I was feeling about that. You know, I'll just, yeah. Feel that, but,
0: yeah. I definitely have never, I rarely ever look back into my journals. I don't ever, I mean, I rarely ever open them and, and, you know, and read through them to, you know, kind of, because I think so much, usually I journal first thing in the morning. It's like one of my first steps is to get a cup of coffee and then sit. And I, well, at first I look at my planner for the day, obviously, and then I'll sit and journal for a little while and that kind, I think for me, that's more of like, that's not necessary because the planner side of it, like getting, looking at my planner, that's me setting myself up for the day and being like, okay, what do I have to do today? You know, what yep. is my work schedule kind of look like a little bit. And I'll let my do myself do that for like five or 10 minutes. And then the journaling is like, how did I wake up feeling today? Right. And, and um. Uh, and sorry kira's calling me <laughs> my p my plp um, let me just
1: <laughs> oh no handle your business there's not a bunch of people probably listening to you right now i know Where's i'm this?
0: like i'm gonna have to edit the shit out of this or i won't and i'll just be like this is the way that it is this is, um, the this is just the way that my life is working. There's always 500 million distractions. And you should just have like a technical difficulty
1: sign that you hold up when you're dealing with stuff.
0: I should. I totally should. I'll make one for you. I'll make one for you. So I think that, but I love that you, um, I love that you are journaling. I think that that is, I just, I'm that surprises me but in like such a good way. Um but I love that. Thanks. I know, <laughs> right? I would never imagine you to write something down. No, but I think that and for more so like in the future you might just like getting in the habit of writing down every day like you you know whether it is about your day, I think that will help you Release some of that shit in in whatever kind of way that is. So it's a good practice to get yourself into at least, if nothing else.
2: Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. No, there sure. we go. I did. Yeah. That's yeah all
1: right, but are you good now? yes okay, good um my, my phone jumped off the wi fi really quick and it messed everything up so
0: anyway it ruined everything
1: I know I apologize, but yeah, so for journal, it also what I've noticed the benefit is it helps me collect my thoughts a little bit better and if there's something that um i'm i've got if an issue that I'm dealing with like uh I need, I'm this soldier did this. I had to, you know, counsel this person for this. I had to, or this situation happened, you know, what should I do? It helps me collect my thoughts because I'm able to use basic paragraph structure that you learn in school, um, you know, talk about the main body or talk about the main topic, explain, uh, you know, explanations for for why. And then the end is a summary. And then I can think that way. And then it helps my brain kind of move, move through topics that I'd otherwise not be able to pay attention to or
2: yeah or on. so I like yeah. it
1: for that I'm I don't I'm not a I'm not a have to write every feeling that I have down type of person
2: but
0: maybe one know. day there there's hope yeah, so maybe. <laughs> maybe. I was thinking about what we were talking about I I know that we were talking the other day about so I did I got just got this promotion a couple of weeks ago and. I'm kind of like, what in the fuck do I do now? Kind of like, (laughs) "Mm, okay. You know, like I wanted this and I worked really hard to get it. But I think, and it's funny because now I, so I was thinking about dad this morning and I was talking to one of my friends about like just kind of how I was raised and things like that. And, and we are, and then looking at this promotion and I'm just like, and you and your career in the military, we are, dad was a leader for sure. Mom is a leader. They both are people that like you walk in and command the presence of a room. I think dad was more so that like his size and like his, his voice, like his, you know, that like echo that both of us have and mom's is more like, she looks super sweet and small, but she will like tear your insides out kind of like, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that is naturally in us and that we can see that as we go like through, I think with us both in friendships and relationships and all of the, you know, and our careers, we just naturally will put ourselves in uh, like in a leadership role, or find ourselves in those types of roles. And what we were talking about the other day is, I'm now I'm in the position where I, both of us are very young leaders. We're really young to be in the positions that we are in, and yep. I am now kind of stepping back and realizing, yes, I have a lot of natural tools, and I have, you know, through schooling and through, you know, being certified in, uh, you know, in Lean Six Sigma and like these leadership, you know, books and things that I've read, like I have tools, but there I'm still, I'm finding myself having to kind of wing it and I'm not good with that. And so (laughs) I'm like, Why, you know, and then of course, then I go through that where I'm like, am I like, do I deserve to have this? Am I like, am I the person that should be doing this? Because I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. You know, like I'm down to the, you know, the really small things of like delegating tasks to people. I'm like, okay, so I need to do this. And how do I do that? And what does that look like? And so it's like, I've naturally just with my intelligence and my drive and all of that, you know, and all the work that I've put in, I've gotten myself here. Now I'm like, what are those like key kind of pieces that I need to learn to be a better young leader? And so we were talking about how the military, like they teach you those things kind of right over time. And it's not like a Like for us, my organization, I could, they could like send me to a webinar or like, you know, I could like research on my own, but the military has you, they have like, you could, I'm trying to describe something that you should just describe.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, and like at your webinar, so. Um, the way the military operates effectively is that there is a hierarchy like there has to be a hierarchy. That's why we have rank structures. There has to be somebody that's put into positions where they're making decisions. Right. Or we couldn't have a military where everyone's equally as um, like everyone's voice is equally as important because someone. And then at the end of the day, has to, a decision still has to be made. So. We have we we run off of a hierarchy, and so that so the higher the rank um, the you are, the more money, right? But time and money and and uh, lessons that they've dumped into this soldier to make sure that he is the he is the best at whatever level of that hierarchy um, he's at. So that or they that soldier's at he or she. So that means um, we have schools, we have leadership schools. We call them NCO development courses or on the officer side, they have, um, you know, triple C or your captain's career course um, that are specifically catered to teaching younger soldiers the best way to effectively lead a group. I mean, we have we have military doctrine books manuals basically on on leadership right and those were some of the first ones that were created when the military was being established um and then when the blue book came out you know the nco books came out the the emphasis was make us if you take a soldier and make him very effective at leading other people and Mm. you know you'll you'll win you'll win nation's wars so um you know there's also the 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 technical aspects of whatever MOS you hold, so whatever your job is, but the the bread and butter is your ability to a soldier's ability to lead a um, you know a yeah. group of soldiers towards the you know to get the objective com- uh, completed, and then as you go up through the ranks. The soldiers that you have underneath you start to grow. So you start off with maybe two soldiers underneath you. Then you get promoted. Now you have five soldiers underneath you. Then you get promoted. Promoted. Now you got thirty soldiers underneath you. Then you get promoted. Now you have five hundred. So you just you're boom, 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 boom. You just exponentially grow. But each at each level, there's another school that you have to attend to make sure that you can't you know the fundamentals of of um your, your you understand the basic fundamentals so you re go over the b- basic fundamentals of leadership but then also implement the new new fundamentals that make it easier for the for the change in number for the growth yeah
0: see that is something that is i think the very key difference in like in military versus I mean, I guess I'm not necessarily in corporate because I'm in healthcare, but kind of the same. I mean, it's so, polit- healthcare is so political, so I might as well be working in corporate anyways. So for me, it there isn't that deep-rooted sense of I am leading a team. Like, mm-hmm. I think that especially in like the corporate kind of mindset there's this there's always this on the back side in the back of your mind there's always that like more selfish kind of i'm doing this for me like i right. am succeeding to make more money i'm right. succeeding i'm getting this promotion so that i can have this title uh, right. or so that i can put this on my resume to go, like, go to the next place we right. don't, you know, there isn't that like foundation of, you know, uh, yes, there is a team obviously under us that we all, that like you care about, but we're not like leading this team into battle. And so <laughs> yeah. we, I think are missing that component in, I'll just say like my organization, cause I can't speak for all of them, but I'm learning through, you know, my work that it's just, Okay. Here's this promotion, here's what you have to do. Now go do it. Right. And there isn't any, any training, there isn't any um, you know, any buildup of those, like what does that mean for you to now be in a position where you're leading these different kinds of people? And right that is something that I moving into 2022, not only really want to instill in just personally, obviously now I'm like, okay, what do I need to be looking into? What do I need to be, um, you know, focusing on, but also, you know, what can I bring into my team to kind of build right, effective leaders out of them and just like all of this but we don't have that structure, right? I didn't get this promotion and they and they sent me to a course I got right. this promotion and they said, here are these two, you know, here are these additional departments that you now have to run, learn. Like, yep. you know, go. basically go figure it the fuck out. And yep. I will do it because I, I almost just said, because I'm a Capricorn, but you don't. <laughs> oh God, oh God. I'll do it because I'm a Capricorn. I'll do it because I'm a Capricorn and because that's just who we are. We will just, we will put our freaking noses down, put our feet on the ground and just do the work that needs to be done. But you can't, you can't have these high expectations if you aren't set up for success. And I'm like, okay, if my organization is not going to set me out for success, how do I set myself up for success and to be a successful young leader? Because there, yeah, there's just a lot of, you know, oh, there's a lot of shit swirling around in my head. So I think, mm, what do I want to know? I think that, you know, what are some like really fundamental things that you have learned as being a young leader, not just leading in general, but because you're a year and a half older than me. <laughs> so you're like not old. Yeah. And I just turned 29. So you're gonna be 31 this year. Like we're yep. very young to be in the positions that we're at. So what are some of the things that you have learned that you have had to instill to be a good young leader well, for I think you and for your, your soldiers?
1: You you hit it on the head when you kind of said one of the main things, when you said, I have to, um, you know, go and seek this information out to, to make sure that I'm, you know, doing best by my organization, best by the people underneath me and best, like I'm the best leader. No, you don't. Right. Like that's, that's a leadership trait. People who think that way typically make good leaders and that's a hit or miss people the a leadership trait in somebody is is uh, you know finding a person that does want to seek further knowledge to make sure that they're the best you could you know get promoted um kind of hack it just do what you think is best and the the mission might k- get done i mean it might you might be able to check the boxes and you, as long as you dot the t's on Thursdays uh everyone gets paid and go go home But a good, an effective leader is somebody who goes, no, I want, you know, I know that the better I make myself and the better I'm able to communicate and the better I'm able to, you know, crush these objectives and goals, the better I can make the company, the better everybody is going to be. So that is one of the first lessons is just finding someone um, that is willing to put in that work. And if you go and you start traveling, you go to civilian jobs and even in the military, that's that you don't always find that there's, there's people that you find that won't have that ambition to no won't be able to understand that the more work and the more dedicated they are to becoming the better leader, yeah. that one output's going to go up, but two, you're actually making it that much easier, better and better for the people, everyone underneath you. And you might be inspiring one of the people underneath you to become a leader like you. Right. So, and, but it's all Mm -hmm. comes from just the, just, just deciding that, nah, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I need to be, become the best at this. So that's one. Um, As far as there's, as far as like young leadership traits, I think, I think me and you are probably no different than some other people. We walk into a room and you know people people silence but i i think that's less about um i think there's a lot of people who have the potential or the you know the potential oh
0: absolutely that,
1: but they don't and i think then then when you understand that about yourself and you understand that okay you know that those those kind of natural leaders i think that you start carrying yourself in a different way, and you have a little bit different energy, right? Which I correlate into you were walking in with your with your shoulders back. You're looking people in the eyes. You just have a presence about you, and people go, "Okay, let's just do what they." But I think I think a lot more people have the have the potential to do that than, than not. Um, I, I think one of the leader, one of those natural leadership abilities is the the ability to, the drive, that little voice that just makes you do it, makes you go, okay, this is what I, there, yeah. there's out of out of a room, there's probably five people that have a good idea and a good grasp get the mission done. Typically, there's one person that'll actually voice, put, them, put their voice out there and say, let's do it this way. And, yeah. and you know, you got, that comes down to kind of sheeps and sheepdogs and all that good stuff. Right. There's not, it, it, all it takes is one person to go and, um, a, good, a, part of, a part of being a good leader is just being able to put yourself into those uncomfortable situations. Because the, the reason people t- t- typically tend not to do that, put their hand up, is because they're scared of the reaction, right? No one wants to go, we should do it this way. And then someone goes, you're dumb as fuck. Why would you do it that way, right? No one wants that to happen. That's in the back of everyone's mind. Man, I could say that I, I do have a good idea, but what will everyone else think? those the a good leader or a natural leader is a person who tends to genuinely not they they still feel that way, but they say it anyway. they they put yeah. themselves in that uncomfortable situation and and then you do that a lot. And I think in our situation, I don't think that me and you are necessarily the world's best leaders. I think we have leadership traits that we picked up from dad, you're right. Who's a bear and mama? Who's a honey badger? Right? They just they're they're just naturally alpha people. <laughs> but I think more so of it is just our our ability to or our tendencies to just put ourselves out there. And then once you're that person, you get comfortable doing that. The more you do it, and now the now you know you're you're left with a, a the decision. Okay, I'm allowed. I'm a boisterous person. Do I do I? just say screw it that this is good or do I take the time to go okay I understand that I'm the person people listen to so I want to make sure that I do best by them by improving and increasing my skills as a leader so yeah
0: no no, I definitely yeah I definitely agree I think that that you're right I'm I am not the best leader that there ever has been but I think because we were raised in very, having to just be outside of our comfort zone all the time. And, you know, we are just, we weren't raised in that, you know, it was always a new situation in terms of like a new place that we lived, a new, you know, new people, new towns, new environments. So we never we never got the chance to get super comfortable growing up ever. And yep. so I think that just then made us into people that are, you know, I'm, we thrive in uncomfortable situations, which is, yep. which, it, you know, is, it definitely adds into, uh, you know, the ability to right put yourself out there and, you know, so tell, tell your opinions, you know, when you, and voice your opinions, when, when you want them and when they come up but and I think you're right it is there is something about you know I'm always learning and I think that what I try to instill in you know my staff and my team is that I you know I do not have all of the answers and the best thing that I can do for you and for myself is to just set us up to successfully figure out what the best answer might be. And that's really the, the, what I can do, you know, and try and give myself the tools to make that happen and then give, you know, help teach those tools, um, you know, to my staff instead of just, you know, kind of, barking orders or, you know, um, just pointing things out to, you know, writing to-do lists and having them done, but to understand the whys behind, you know, behind everything. I think it's just, it's, it's tough. And I think so. So the biggest, honestly, like my biggest takeaway from, you know, this promotion and kind of my conversations with you is that, um, Oh my gosh! I, you know that thing. What is that rainbow that people do with their hand? That's like the more you know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know what PBS. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, that was the first thing that just popped into my fucking head. With the more <laughs> you know, but that I am, you know, like okay. So this new promotion. If this were, you know, if I were in maybe a different organization, or if I was in the military. I would have gotten this promotion and A, B, and C would have happened after that. My organization might not do that for me, but that's what then I need to do is make sure that I have enough knowledge to understand what leading these teams now looks like and, you know, and figuring out, you know, how to just really learn what this next step in my career looks like and then how to teach that to my and how to teach that to my team. Um, yep. Because I think I see a lot of leaders just being like, I have all of this knowledge, you know? And then mm-hmm. it never like disseminating down to yep. anyone beneath them. And oh, huge. so, that's yeah. Huge. So then you have all of these, you know, then you have this huge barrier in between you yourself and the people that, Happen to be at levels, you know, below you. And I just don't, I don't think that that is effective. And then it creates, you know, I, cause I have there, you know, are some parts of, of leadership that I've just had in the past that are like that. And it just doesn't, it doesn't make me feel good about, the job. It doesn't make me feel inspired about, you know, anything. If I feel like someone is just like, look at all this knowledge I have. And you yeah. know, but I and I'm like, you want to give me some of that? Cause I'm like in my twenties right. and I have no idea what I'm doing. So like an right. ounce of that would be helpful.
1: Um and we have those same toxic we call them toxic leadership. We have that in the military too, those people that it's and I think it's stemmed from insecurities, but they're they're more concerned with being the guy with the answers than they are the guy that uses the answers to regress other soldiers. And that's the opposite of what you're told in the military. They tell you there's there's a couple of schools that you go to that makes you more lethal, right? Which so like ranger school, half of ranger school is honestly just to make you more more of a lethal person. To, you know, put bad guys down. But the other part of it, it was a leadership, you know, school. How do you lead people in dire situations? But the other schools like master fitness trainer, master gunner school, um, these, these schools, they tell you, you're, this is not for your knowledge. This is to set you up so that you can go back to your units. Yeah. And disseminate as much of this as you possibly mm. can. That is your job. You are not going to master gunner school so that people, can come up to you with the answer that's a byproduct you're going to you know master fitness and master fitness school so that you can make sure that you go back to your unit units and every soldier from the base level all the way up um, has a as a better understanding of tanks or fitness or whatever it is you're going through than they did before that is that is your job you are not keeper of the secrets you are you are now basically an an open almanac for these guys to be able to come to you and, and with questions and answer them. But we have those people that aren't willing to do that because I don't I don't I I never understood the why. Um, yeah. The, that that's what you call it. it's a toxic leader, right? It's, you don't you don't want that.
0: Yeah. No, I I definitely, I understand that I have some of those and, you know, I've I've seen those and that's just, you know, what I, what I never want to do. So that is something that I, that's like my, in my 2022 vision board be, unfortunately though, the way our brains are set up is I'm like, I'm going to be a leader. And then in the back of my mind, I have this little voice. that's like, you have to be the best, you know, (laughs) it's like, (laughs) if you are not the absolute best, you have failed.
2: So I'm like, like,
0: yeah. There's nothing wrong with
1: that. Like, so that's- I
0: think, no, that's where we totally disagree because I think that there is, that it is nice. It is great to have that little voice because it has gotten me where I'm at, but it drives perfectionism, which is not sustainable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. I think that I think it's like a double edged sword. Is that the
0: right word I'm I'm looking for?
1: I don't know. Catch 22, double edged sword. I think that though, controlled, um, another leadership quality that is now we're now losing, I think these days is um, that is like healthy competition is okay. Mm. And there is no such thing as a person who has been successful, who has not been a competitive person, right? And you know, I'm not saying like, so you you say, you know, I want to be first. Well, as long as you're as long as you're a healthy person with a healthy mind, and not like you know some tyrant, when making yourself the best is gonna is gonna typically do nothing. The do nothing but make everybody underneath you rise them up. Um, it, it's like I want to like same. I want to be the best tanker. I want to be the absolute best. Whenever I go for a gunnery, I'm like I want to shoot the best. Like I want to beat everybody. Well, it's not, that's just healthy competition. And if, if I don't, then I don't, if I do, I, you know, I do, but now everyone else is left with a situation. Okay. Oh man. Rome beat me on gunnery. Now I want to work harder. Well, how am I going to do that? So now you have a group of people healthily competing with one another and it does nothing but strengthen the organization. If you have a group of people that want to be the best, it does nothing but strengthen the organization. When it starts to hurt is is when emotions come into play or I don't like the fact that I lost. That also can't be a part of your b- vocabulary. You know what I mean? And, and instead of, I don't like the fact that I lost and it's your fault, a healthy leader goes, I don't like the fact that I lost. I need to work harder next time. Right. Like that's, that's the, yeah. You know, so I saw, but I do think that it's perfectly natural and healthy to say, I want to be the best right there, but it has to be, it has, you have to do it, you know, appropriately. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, what's so funny is I, I, I know I'm like, it it's, it's difficult because it, it makes it, it, it builds up people like us for sure. Right. But it is just, it can be so, ugh, it can be so toxic. Like those toxic <laughs> thoughts of just like, perfectionism 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 I'm like I am a leader I will lead you know and like trying to be the absolute best and again so I was talking to you the other day about this right I'm like okay I want to be a good leader I want to you know obviously show you know I got this promotion for a reason and I have the capabilities to lead this staff for a reason but how do I do that in you know uh, like a, in a balanced way? Mm, yeah, and,
1: and but that's I think something you got to remember is that you did get promoted, so something you're doing is already working.
0: I knew something. you were gonna say that. I'm like, right? I have to show, and that is right. Why do our brains think like that? I'm like, okay, I got this promotion now. I have to prove that I deserve it. Like, yep. Bitch, you already got it like yeah they wouldn't have given this to you if you didn't you already did that step and I'm like I I have to prove my worth like what
1: yes (laughs) prove myself to the universe um you already got it now that combined with I think there is a healthy level of stress that you want every time I get promoted I go all right there's like I need to I need to work a little bit harder. What will What yeah. do I need to work harder at? Like, what does this look like? We have a right seat, left seat system in the military, where I can go up um, and to uh, let's say the first sergeant and go, "Hey, I want to be someone to be stepping in your role. Like, that's one of my future roles. Can you kind of coach me?" So usually, when you get to a position where after you get promoted, you've already been kind of practicing and working at it. That um, which is which is the goal. Some people don't, but you know, the good leaders do. Um, but there's also like, yeah, there's like, a, oh, man, what, what what, what I need to be the best PSG out there. I need to be the best first sergeant out there. What does that look like? And I think that hel- that's a healthy stress that keeps you driven. Um, and, you know, in the military, a driven NCO it is going to I mean, that means he's doing nothing but improving his company if he's if he's driven and trying to be the best. Or she. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he a lot. I, I apologize, to your viewers. I'm in an all male company. I get really used
2: to saying he. <laughs> not
1: putting down female NCOs. I'm just usually when I talk about. I mean, I'm personally <laughs> in an all male
2: company.
0: But. Oh, that's okay. I understand yeah. what you're. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I yeah. think I. I, yeah, I. I'm. It's. It's just this like. Trying to find the balance in this is right. It's difficult because I'm like, I have to be the best at absolutely every single thing that I do and that I touch ever. So I was telling you about my, um, was I telling you about the, that book that I read, Atomic Habits by James Mm -hmm. Clear. Okay. And I was, was I telling you about my 35 things a day that I was trying to check off? Yes. 35 five because I'm a freaking perfectionist. So I read this book and listened to the podcast. And it's like basically this book about, you know, I mean, it's amazing. I I recommend it. And I was, I think I talked about it in the last episode too, was I touched on it a little bit of like, um, you know, I read this book and it was talking about how to, I'm like, okay, how do I be the best leader? My goal is to be like, you know, is to really excel in this leadership position that I have now have and eventually right, make my way to the next one. So then I'm kind of like, okay, what type of person, this whole book is, you know, is kind of, you know, it moves into, okay, what type of person would be that leader or, you know, and, and so then yep. I'm sitting down and I'm like, okay, what habits do I need to have to be the kind of leader? My goal is to be this leader. What type of habits do I need to instill in that? Okay. But then unfortunately I have 30 other goals, right? I'm like, okay, that's only like a little one. So then I have a goal of writing a book. I have a goal of doing this podcast and like keeping up with this brand. I have a goal of like my personal life. I have a goal of being active and always staying in shape and reading and writing. So then I'm like, I'm so then I'm writing out all these habits of like this, these 13 people that I want to be. And so then I'm like, okay. So then these 13 people then have these, each of them have these, you know, these eight habits that would make them that type of person. And then you break those habits down into these daily habits. And then I had, then all of a sudden I had 35 things in my notes app on my phone that I was like, I must check every single one of these off and then no obviously way. because I am not a freaking robot I couldn't and then I sat in a in a pity in a you know wallowing in myself <laughs> <laughs> in my <laughs> sorrow about how terrible of a person I am because I can't yeah. do this I'm like look I can't do these 35 things a day like what I'm also like helping raise three children and I'm moving and I just got to promote. like obviously right. I cannot do all of those So those two things for me are probably like the biggest things this year are figuring out what that leadership looks like for me, um, how to, what I need to be learning to be an effective leader going off of those, right. From a military perspective, They set you up for success in that at each of these levels and at each thing that they're asking you to do, they're teaching you the tools that you need to succeed at that. So that is what, you know, I need to do is make sure that I have all the tools I need to be successful in these roles. And then what my, my little soldiers, what my little soldiers need to also be successful and just constantly thinking about that extended knowledge and all of that. And then trying to find some fucking balance in Mm -hmm. all of this.
1: So, I mean, the human brain can't really tackle more than like two things at a time, as far as big life changing, you know, things. That's something I think to remember is you can't, you're right. You found, you can't tackle 35 different things
2: nor (laughs) should you,
1: because that means that your attention is getting split. So I'm learning a new task. I learned, like, I'm one of those people that I kind of get obsessive about one or two things that I'm doing, um, to the point where I couldn't fit anything else. So if I'm playing, if I'm playing guitar or if I'm learning, you know, getting into crypto, I was like, the other day, I was like, you know, I don't know anything about this. I got obsessive to the point where I was spending like six hours over the course of three days learning. Yeah. You and I um, both
0: definitely have obsessive (coughs) tendencies we obsessively yeah. do things
1: right but if i tried to stretch that so i wouldn't be able to i wouldn't know nearly as much as i do about it if i hadn't have kind of obsessed over it to the point where i did I get, mm. I get, you know I, I i for me my healthy balance is that like i i obsess so going back to just the leadership things um some uh, an old NCO of mine, you know, he, he told me a good thing. He goes, when you get from home, when you get to five, so before I made NCO, when you get to five years, I want you to do this. And what are the, the, you know, through counseling, the military has a counseling process. So periodically, monthly and annually, biannually and annually. And then after an event, you're counseled on paper, how you're doing, pros and cons. So take the things that you're doing good, um, keep them in the back of your head, write them down, do whatever. Just keep, keep a sticky note somewhere and keep, Chipping on those things, and then on a separate one, make a list of things you're doing bad. Make a list of things that you know through the counseling, you know, I like that you do this, I don't like that you do this. Um, and then yes, it's subjective based on whatever you have ahead of you, but it's also you, you kind of have to use a little bit of sub self actualization like, what am I not good? And then that gets most of your attention, right? And then mm-hmm. what you know, what you what I like to do is I like to understand. So, back in the day had an issue with getting you know relating to soldiers and then that balance of I'm your boss but I also need you to you know be not super uncomfortable when you walk in the room um, mm-hmm. what is that like I was, what I was running into is I was I was having a hard time understanding the like understanding why like what 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 why well it turned out you know a, a way to a, a way to help me better understand it was to learn more about behavioral health patterns right and 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 learn more about kind of the psychological process of friends versus bosses versus that. So then I went on a, I went on a bender of just Googling you know, behavioral health um, associations and what, what makes people tick and all that. And I did that a lot. And through that research, through that dedication to that one thing, I ended up improving, um, things really didn't even have anything else to do with it, but improving my leadership skills. To the, like, at the end I was like oh, I don't know what I did you know what I got right and wrong after like two months of just diving into books but you know then I looked up and I went oh shit actually I knocked off four of the things off my list of things that I don't
0: just do. by continuously just by continu- I'm like yes I'm so I am like always preaching that to myself and to anyone that'll listen to me really <laughs> right is like you know you have to, it is, it's about just this continuous improvement process. Like you are just continuously improving yourself every single day in the smallest ways. And over time you will, that will happen. Those things will happen. You'll look up and be like, oh, oh my God. Like I, oh shit, I'm here. Like I, it's not those like huge, huge, huge things. It is, it's those small steps, right? It's the, it's a little stuff that you're working on yourself every single day. And that will extend out into your career, your personal life, all of that. It'll just, it starts to seep into everything that you do.
1: Right. Yeah, no, exactly. So I think, uh, you know, for you like our right, training personal personal training was a good example i learned more and was, was more of an effective leader when i um so i get a client i could i could be okay with the the you know the multiple hours and the hundreds of hours i probably spent you know getting my personal trainer certification nutrition certification exercise therapy all those different things but every single client I, you know, I, they would come to me, I would research, okay, these are their, these are their physical problems. These are their, you know, mental problems. Um, I would research specific into each one of the clients when I, when, when they told me they put them on, they, they tried this diet back in the day, it would have been easy for me to go, all right, yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of know about that diet. No, I want to know exactly what you did, what, because if it was important enough for you to bring it up, I needed to become an SME, a subject matter expert on it. So I go and look and it's that consistent shipping i started out i was an okay personal trainer obviously starting out basic information but years later and you know over you know hundreds of clients later you've essentially spent a little bit of time after each client looking mm-hmm. up different supplements and then this and that and now you know mm-hmm. now you're the yeah. end product is i've done oh lo- i mean probably thousands of hours of research on these various health stuff so and that's now and now you're, now you're a good leader. Now you're a good personal trainer. Now you're a good this or that, or whatever the case may be. But it's that dedication piece is that people who are content, contentment and, and, and success are, are kind of antagonists. almost. Oh my
0: gosh. That wasn't that what we were talking about the other night too, is like, I, because I read this thing and I was like, Whoa, it was just like something about, you know, this book that I'm reading about, you know, being, fear being, the fear of being uh, comfortable and being mm-hmm. very uncomfortable with being comfortable. And just, mm-hmm. and I don't think that there is any growth. I don't think any growth happens if you're comfortable. I think that is that is first sign of something needs to change. I'm obvious, you know, I'm not challenging myself like there yep. needs to be something added in to here. Yep. Yes, we all want there's a level of comfortability that we all necessarily that we need and that we should have. But I think that that we've just failed if yep. we're all just fucking comfortable. Like if we're on all a, just like literally on a biological
2: saying, level.
1: On a biological level. I mean if you look down to the way muscles are are, you know, built muscles are built from stressing struck you know micro stressors and, and tearing apart the muscle it's stress to the point where the body then responds to that and goes i need to be bigger next time so that this doesn't happen again i need yes. to have more dense on, on a biological level that's true and absolutely oh my gosh and then
0: you can totally level. turn that into right okay so these couple of things i'm you know these are chipping away, you know, at me. These are, these are yeah. making me uncomfortable. I'm not being, I'm not very great at this or, mm-hmm. you know, so you need to have a little bit of that tear down to build yourself back up again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you, agile. if you never do, then exactly. Then, then what is, I feel, I'm like, what is, what is the point when I see,
2: you I exist. think that it's
0: literally, and we were talking about that and I'm. And we both said like, or you said, you know, we need people like that. It makes the world, basically it makes the world go round, right? People that yep. just don't really have a lot of drive, people that, you know, are, are just totally okay just skating and just really doing, you know, kind of the bare minimum and doing. it. And they're happy like that. We need people like that and we need all different types of humans, but yep. I think that that might be one of my biggest pet peeves in life. And it's something that I really have a hard time biting my tongue about because none of my life has ever been comfortable. None of our life has. And so when I see someone just be so comfortable, just not like challenging themselves, not like just not really doing a whole lot of anything. I'm just like, why? Like I want to just like shake them and be like pick up a book or like you pick up write, a right or like go for like a walk or something like that. like put get yourself out of your comfort zone because that there's just so much beauty beyond it. That's yep. I think that is like we yep. were never we never we didn't grow up viewing having like lazy parents mom was the hardest worker in the entire world dad was a hard worker we like laziness was not an option for us yep. and so yes that has obviously i will continue to say that the negative side of that is that i am a perfectionist now and <laughs> i view right i yeah. put myself on a pedestal and try to achieve that and will never get there anyways right talked about that <laughs> before yep but i think
1: yeah today it's i i understand where they're coming from which almost makes it worse right (laughs) i understand like everyone everyone has that that little thing in them that they like you were talking about they want to be super they want to be super comfortable but and i i feel bad for the people who have never been like we were you know as kids put into Um, steady, uncomfortable positions because they'll never learn that you'll live. It's going to be okay. So one of the, one of the lessons we got to learn early is, okay, you might be uncomfortable today, but one, it won't last. And two, you're going to be fine. You're going to live. You're not, you might not be able to hang out with the rich friends when they go on the parents' yacht or go, you know, dirt biking at 12 because Mm -hmm. your parents can afford. Yeah, sure. There's things that you might but it's okay. Like the world continues to spin even when you have a bad day or you reach something that might be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the breaking point. That's the division, the, the, the fork in the road between people who um, that choose to choose more successful life options or routes. Mm-hmm. It's the people that are okay and comfortable with, they find comfort in what are, in, in uncomfortable situations knowing that the uncomfortable paths mm-hmm. the uncomfortable roads are the ones that lead to better shit. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's what we as people aren't, we're not really meant to be, you're not you're absolutely not meant to just be comfortable every single day, which some people, they, they're, they're just not gonna get it. Some people just want to be comfortable, but that's, I feel, I feel bad for those people but I also I get it. And right. But I like
0: you get it because there is like there's these levels of like my my hmm, what am I trying to say? Not my patience, but my like being able to sit in comfort. I have that for sure. Mm-hmm. There are periods of time like I took a nap today. That's kind of like me sitting in comfort or like I'll have, you know, a few days where I don't really do a whole lot of work and I'm just kind of like, "Mm, well, just, you know, I'm going to watch, um, 90 day fiance or something like that. (laughs) But my level for how long I can sit in that without being like, Oh my God, I have to like, I, I need to like, my brain needs to do something like my brain and my body needs to be pushed is very, very small. Whereas I feel like it's just other people's level of their, you know, how long they're able to sit in that very basic comfortability is just higher. It's very small. Um, yep. And everyone is different. And like, exactly like we said before, we need, I I mean, I think that it's so important to have all these different types of people in yep. the world. There's just everyone has their own little place and their own little nook and that's where they're supposed to be at i don't necessarily agree with that place or that nook
1: (laughs) (laughs) well and everyone has the everyone has the uh, everyone has the opportunity or the you know whatever to get out of that yeah it's it's completely on you whether you want to stay there or you want to get out that is completely on that person everybody it's 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 overwhelming to a lot of people but people don't understand that every single like people most people there are people with low iqs naturally i get that but almost everybody with a stable mind and a stable life right has the ability to make a lot of money be successful all that stuff there's nothing stopping people right as much as some some freaking crazy yahoo's you know, rallying for whatever, you know, I want to say, but there's literally nothing stopping a single person from yeah. achieving whatever they thoughts. want. To. It's your It's your How much do you want?
0: Yes. How uncomfortable are you willing yes. to get? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's,
2: that's. And that your thoughts around
0: me. it, your confidence, your, you know, everything. I and mean, we you know, just, it all wires down to, you know, our thought processes and the way that we think about things, the way that we view right. what we want, what we don't want. Yeah. Um, yeah so mm. we are, that door that keeps opening and shutting is the most annoying thing that I have ever I'm heard sorry. in my life. I, I know. Um, I'm just kidding. I've heard yeah, a more annoying things. Well, there's but like literally
1: nowhere else to go. Um,
0: you are in the barracks and on a military base, so yeah.
1: let's shoot people um, yeah. in and out. So yeah, I I, I think yeah. that we need people like that that are they you know willing to accept that mediocrity. We're not right, and I and it's harder for people. Nowadays, especially when the more technology we have and the more excuses you can make for not, um, the, the e- it's easy to live mildly com- comfortable nowadays versus 300 years ago where yeah, if you didn't go get wood, your family might freeze to death that night, period. Right. There's no if, and, or buts. There's no one you can sue about that. There's no letter you can write to Congress, period. Go get the wood, cut it, light it on fire, or your, or your baby's going to die of, of hypothermia. Like, bam, right? But now we have iPhone. So, and Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you're not going to die, you know, and, it, but it's, it's just as important if you, if you want to be successful and if you want your kids to have a good life and your friends to have a good life and your family to, to have a good life. And I think that there's a freedom that o- you can only find through hard work and that, you know, the application of discipline, there's a happiness that you can only find. You, you might be comfortable but you i don't think i think i honestly think it's truly impossible mm-hmm. unless you have a low IQ i get that but to find happiness simply through comfortability like simply yeah. laying on the beach all no, day no
0: because right not- oh my gosh you have to there oh, there are levels of vulnerability and risk that have to be taken in order to find happiness they just have to and luckily vulnerability is like my number one thing I'm super great at Um, oh of course yeah I'm like (laughs) totally open I I think it's a lot
1: like all right so take personal training for example it's not so people typically tend to improve their life on on scales once they start working out once they take that leap It has nothing to do like a promotion at work. Obviously, has nothing to do with push-ups. What I find is people get caught in a slump where they're just okay with they find comfortability in whatever mundane thing that they're just enough comfortability to be able to Mm -hmm. think about it. And then when they start challenging themselves or creating a goal and accomplishing a goal, the minute they they're working, they're working, they're working, they're working on the squat, and then they get down and they get the weight that they. Have been trying to get the amount of endorphins and that rush mm-hmm. and that that is a whole level of happiness you can't find through mediocrity. And when you you know um, starting a goal, crushing a goal, starting a goal, crushing a goal, you're creating a trend in your in your daily activities, so that makes you start to pursue other things that you can crush, mm-hmm. and and you're you're now you're now um, you've stepped outside of that little bubble of mediocrity mm-hmm. that you found happiness in because you're, you're now understand that if you work h- a little bit harder at x you can get to y and z mm-hmm. and i think th- that's that's now that's you typically why you find people you know they start working out and they're really out of shape and they start getting in shape and then all of a sudden these other crazy life things stuff. i'm making more money i got promotional work it's like you know well you just you just mm-hmm. changed your mentality and that's a happiness that you can only find through hard work
0: yeah 100 percent we no. just totally went off on.
1: I know back to leadership. Very.
0: No, I think, no, yeah. it all ties, but it all ties into it together. And I think that's the premise of really what I'm like, what I try to put out there and try to voice is through my experience of none of these things started happening for me until, yes, I like, you know, it's not like I had a horrible life, but like my big success and like, finishing school finally, and like finding, Mm -hmm. you know, all of this, like, you know, these like great, you know, opportunities that have opened up for me, didn't start happening until I found all of that inner stuff first. So that's the base of it. Those, you have to found those, find those foundations and build those foundations first for you And then, right, we can take it to leadership. Okay, what are the foundations of like a really great leader? And then build on that into, you know, for what in as you continue to grow and as you, the same in your personal life, what are the foundations that I need to be like a really good person or really, and a really happy person and had to have joy and fulfillment. And then as you find those things, what are the next steps to make me even that much of a better person? So it's just, it's all these, you're just leveling up. What do I talk about in my last episode? Your tower. You're building your little tower, Denton. <laughs> you're, building your, you're, building you're building your little tower. You're building your little tower, Denton. Uh, well um, so has got
1: a good quote about that. This is when you what? when you go to build a wall, you don't set out. It's easier, it's harder to start and say I okay, can start by saying trying to imagine this giant wall. It's a lot easier and you'll probably have a more sturdy wall if you just pay attention to each brick that you lay down every single day for 100% of your effort into this brick, lay it right. down, this brick, lay it down, this brick, lay it down. And then eventually you'll stand back and be looking at a wall. So that's, it's, it's, it's just chipping it. It's just chipping it. But I, I mean, it, military it kind of the, the crappy part is is that sometimes you will just have those toxic leaders and because they stayed in for long enough you have to do what they say because they've been in five more years they got a promotion ahead of you mm. but um it's that's just it is a way or i've had really bad leaders smoking for no reason and you know i was doing push-ups all day for absolute and they'd come and scream at you if they were having a bad day and you know there's there's a lot of soldiers now that mm-hmm. because the mindsets change, well, it's almost a defeat. It's like I don't want to be an NCO because I had a bad NCO. Instead mm. of realizing, how about you become an NCO and, and make become sure a better you're one, opposite of that, so yeah. that whoever's underneath you doesn't have to go through what you went through. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, you know there there are natural leaders, there are not natural leaders, but every good leader continues to make sure that he's, he's progressing, um, they're progressing themselves um, for, for whoever's underneath him, right? It's, it's just, yeah. it is, I mean, I, I've, I've capitalized on that. I'm a, I'm a naturally boisterous person, but you also don't want to be known as the leader who's, whose people take orders from, for being the loudest, right? I've, yes. I've built up also a resume where right, you know, right now I'm the acting first sergeant for a group of 90 people and we have people in our ranks that outrank me. And that's, it's yeah. it has less to do with, um, it it has less to do with, you know, how loud you are, but it's how you've proven your efficacy,
0: you
1: know, the people and, you know, then you're, then you're elected. So,
0: I don't know. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's great. I think that, I think that (sighs) pretty much sums it up. I mean, that's really what, you know, it's just, it's a constant, there's, gosh, it's just a constant learning you know a constant learning curve we're always learning something new about ourselves and about you know how to how to be the best the best version of you because the more you learn (laughs) (laughs) the more you know oh I
2: remember that
0: no I think I think that's no I think that's great I really appreciate you not sitting down with me because you've been walking around this entire time and (laughs) Um, I apologize to the people that listened to this and heard all of the background noise, but my brother has extreme ADHD. And so there are just some things that come with the territory and that is like <laughs> him never sitting still. So, <laughs> um, no, but I appreciate you sitting down and, and chatting with me about, you know, about this, cause this is just what I'm, this one I'm going through right now. Right.
2: Um,
0: so yeah, just trying I to be think- like the best version of me. We
1: definitely covered a lot of different topics. You probably do like 10%, in, but it's, this is such a broad, you can probably sit and talk. Well, I know because I've sat through leadership seminars yes. that have been four hours long and you, you're just scraping the surface of, I mean, it's oh, yeah. constant, but yeah. I mean, it's, I, yeah.
0: I definitely. Taking, that's taking what... risks.
1: I think that's what taking risks. Mm. Being willing to be wrong and uncomfortable. As long as you're willing to be wrong and work your ass off to make sure that that doesn't happen a lot, right? You're, mm-hmm. it's fine. you're not gonna be right every single time, but it's the fear of that fear of being wrong out in the open, like you're in front of people, is what one of the main things I see. I see young leaders um what keeps young leaders from from you know getting great mm. or like, blossoming into a leader is just that that fear of well, what if i say the wrong thing what if you say the wrong thing
0: yeah then <laughs> you know? who gives a, yeah who gives a
1: shit you're gonna, yeah. at it. you're gonna get called dumb. it's exactly. fine that's what we do move on you know so. <laughs>
0: okay well you don't get yelled at in, my, in the corporate world it's just military the but world, same <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um no i think i think that i think that's great i think that um you know that that's kind of That just encapsulates everything. That just what was it? What's what's been on, what's been on my mind? What's that song, um, the Alicia Keys? I just got something on my mind, (laughs) and then Alicia Keys is like, "Speak on it, girl." Oh, with Christina Aguilera. Anyways, anywho, um, well, I appreciate you for sitting down, for walking around with me. Um, Thank you. How long do you have till you go? A little while.
1: No, I can't say that but I can't say a little while we got, okay. we got a little while left in uh, here in Texas before we head across the pond so
0: alright well yeah. I I um, love you so much I love my you. angel brother um, I think that when maybe we'll do I don't know we'll do another episode at some point when you come back to from you know playing G.I. Joe for a little while um, yep. but yeah, I think that's it.
2: Uh, cool. if,
0: but obviously people can reach out to you for any questions about leadership because you're amazing. Yeah, um, uh, even absolutely. though you drive me insane, you're amazing.
1: Well, some Q and A's too. If you want to start like a Q and A, like, you know, you have people like, Hey, I'm running into this situation. I'm running into that situation. Yeah. Going on with my, they can always, you know, send them through you and then we can
0: do a whole yeah. exactly i think that's a great idea um all right guys i'm gonna wrap up because we've been chatting for an hour time flies when you're having fun um if you guys want to reach out to me follow me on instagram at remarkably underscore us uh you can also check out my website remarkablyus.com, for all my blogs and episode links all on how to live your most remarkable life possible thanks Mm. so much Be kind and please never forget how wildly capable you are. Till next time. Bye.
1: Bye.